I think we are at a point right now where technology allows us to build this kind of product because we have people everywhere in the world, almost everywhere, um, everyone has a smartphone, right? And everyone is able to hold virtual dollars on their phone. So two developments needed to come together. First of all, broad scale internet and smartphone adoption, which is currently good enough, even in emerging markets for people to, to have wallets on their phone and, and have their own, uh, hold their own currencies and stablecoin development on blockchains. Those two things are right now on a level where it makes sense to use this technology and to get all these people, um, give them the access to the, to the global labor market by just allowing them to get paid on their phone directly through blockchains in the form of, for example, stablecoins um, that represent virtual dollars. Alberto here, and this is The Pitch. The Pitch is a weekly show where I interview founders from early-stage startups to analyze their businesses. We'll cover their problem, solution, potential market size, team, and more. So join me as we dig deeper in their ventures and discuss their growth potential. Today's guest is Oliver Shantin, the co-founder and CEO of Base, a startup which offers invoicing and accounting for cryptocurrencies. He has a background in industrial engineering after he studied at the University of Hamburg and went into academia, focused on blockchain. He then realized he wanted to build his own company, and that's why he joined the Blockchain Founders Group, where he started building Basenow. Hi, Oliver. Thank you very much uh, for taking the time and being part of the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Looking forward to learn more about Basenow. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy to be here, and thanks for the invitation. Amazing. How's it going? All the week? All good? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the week just uh, started right now on a Monday. Yeah. I'm full of energy. I had a really nice weekend. Yeah, can't wait to start this week. What about you? All good, all good. Took a bit of a break. I wanted to do something in Berlin, but uh, it's a dark city as always. I spent most of the time uh, at home. But yeah, can't complain. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> because the weather was, was also not very nice here, Berlin. So perfect exactly. time to stay in and build stuff. Exactly. So it sounds great. Amazing. Talking about building stuff, I would love if you could start by giving an elevator pitch of what BaseNot not does. So like really short, sweet sentences about what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, so the problem that BaseNot tries to solve is that sending money between countries is still too expensive and too complicated and takes too much time. So what the problem that we're facing is that we are in a world where we have more and more globalization. Money needs to be sent across borders. But our banking system, in in our opinion, is not is not built for this. Is not ready for these kinds of transactions on that scale. So what are we doing? We're leveraging the blockchain technology to make the money transfers much more easy, convenient, and faster. And we do this by using stablecoins on blockchains. Um, and we our product that we built is a is a simple web app that anyone can use. This is this would be the very short summary. Okay, perfect. And what was that moment, your Eureka moment, your haha moment that you're like, I have an idea, there's a problem to be solved? When, 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 when was that? Mm, yeah. So Basenote isn't the second startup that, I, uh, that I'm building. And uh, when I was building my first startup, me and my co-founder back then, we tried to hire uh, people from, um, from other countries, freelancers, to help us build our product. And we realized uh, we hired one freelancer from India. And when we tried to pay him, with a with a wire transfer with a bank with a bank transfer, then we realized okay this is a, a huge issue for for millions of people because they take so usually you pay a fee of like twenty thirty dollars if you send money from let's say Germany to India, then you have a conversion fee yeah even if you use payment apps like PayPal or Wise uh, they take a, they take a portion of of your payment 
And we were like, okay, this also, it takes a couple of days. And then this, this one moment happened where this freelancer was telling us, okay, I received the money, but my bank froze my account because um, I got too much money from a foreign source. And now I have to fill out a survey and tell them where the money is from and it might take like a couple of days. And until then my bank account is frozen. And then we were like, okay, we have a technology uh, that solves all these issues. We have this decentralized network for value, which is a uh, blockchain, and we can send virtual dollars basically almost for free through this network uh, in an instant, in seconds and minutes instead of days. And no one can stop these payments and no one can uh, freeze accounts and stuff like that. So why are we not using this on a broader scale? Why are, you, why are we not leveraging this technology? And then we were like, okay, it's too complicated to use. It's uh, it's just too complicated. All the wallets and addresses that you need and then the bookkeeping behind it and taxes. And so we were like, okay, we need to build a software that makes all of this much easier and thereby yeah, driving the adoption of, of blockchain technology because it can make the lives of so many people so much better in our opinion. So this was okay. our aha moment. Okay, got it. And why do you think is now the moment to build this? Like, is there change in adoption? Uh, there is a change in regulation uh, or like, why is now? And why couldn't you build this? I mean, let alone your specific situation, but why couldn't you build this two or three years ago? Mm -hmm. We are in a point, I, I think we are at a point right now where technology allows us to build this kind of product because we have people everywhere in the world, almost everywhere, um, everyone has a smartphone. Right, and everyone is able to hold virtual dollars on their phone. So two developments needed to come together. First of all, broad scale internet and smartphone adoption, which is currently good enough, even in emerging markets for people to, to have wallets on their phone and, and have their own, uh, hold their own currencies and stablecoin development on blockchains. Those two things are right now on a level where it makes sense to use this technology and to get all these people um, give them the access to the to the global labor market by just allowing them to get paid on their phone directly through blockchains in the form of, for example, stable coins um, that represent virtual dollars. So those are the yeah the prerequisites that that needed to come together. And uh, yeah, I think now is the perfect time to build such a product. Okay, dig a bit deeper in what's the actual product. Could you? Uh, describe it how, as uh, how it works, maybe the flow that company that uses it to pay devices would use it or like kind of explaining how that works. Uh, yeah, sure. So usually it works like that. You want to hire someone who is, for example, in a, in a different uh, country, a different jurisdiction, and you want uh, to pay them in a, in a cheap and efficient manner, then you can use base. Now it works like this person who is providing the service, yeah. let's call him the freelancer, he will create an account at Basenode and uh, connect his own wallet. So we don't hold the funds of any users, but uh, the users connect their wallet and they, they hold their own funds. And then they can create an invoice that is just a PDF file that can be created uh, with Basenode, but it contains a special payment link. And then the freelancer sends this invoice just as usual to his or her client and they click on the payment link. They will be redirected to the Basenode page and they can pay in the token that the freelancer wants to receive. So let's say the freelancer sits uh, in Turkey, but he prefers to hold US dollar coin instead of Turkish lira, then he can just create an invoice with base note and get paid in this stable coin, in this US dollar coin, and his client can pay him either through crypto or through traditional means of payments. And um, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the solution. So it's uh, 
Yeah, quite simple actually. Okay, and and the client if uh, it wants to pay in crypto, do, do they need to have a crypto wallet, right? They can yes, connect and, and use maybe a, a, something like Coinbase. Yeah, like Coinbase or any other wallet will work. We support all kinds okay. of uh, wallet or everything that is uh, on the Ethereum network or Ethereum forks like Binance Chain, uh, Bitcoin, of course, Binance Smart Chain and uh, Polygon, all that. So all the most commonly used uh, networks we, we support. And yes, if the <laughs> client wants to pay in crypto, he has to hold the crypto, uh, the, the, the token. But we also uh, will offer a service where you can pay with a credit card and then it's automatically converted into the desired token that uh, your freelancer wants to receive. So this is also something that we will. Okay, so in the future, the client won't need to have crypto wallet anymore. They can just use yes. the normal credit card to pay and they will do the conversion. Okay. And will yes. this have like a really high cost? Because then it becomes it becomes as expensive as a normal car transaction, but cheaper than it would be to send a wire transfer? Or like how's the how does yeah, it look good, that? That's a good question. So we are currently talking to multiple fiat on-ramp partners that will help us implement the solution. And usually the fees are less than one percent of the amount that is transacted. And uh, yeah, we're still negotiating with them, but it will be, so the fees will be uh, quite low. Uh, we already know that, but I cannot uh, exactly tell you how much it will be in the end right now, but yeah. Okay, got it. And uh, uh, looking at, so you mentioned already kind of a future product development, but uh, if you have to go more ahead and imagine how it's gonna look your product in some years, like wh where are you going? What's your final goal? Yeah. I think we, so in the long-term perspective, my vision would be to make our product not just an accounting platform and the invoicing tool for people who want to get paid in crypto, but also a platform where people who want to work for crypto, for tokens, meet with people who want to hire them. So more like a freelance platform that is also um, at the same time the payment infrastructure and provides all the, the invoicing and accounting features. So this would be my, my long-term vision. Okay. Yeah, but so integrating yeah. something like Fiverr, kind of looking like Fiverr, but integrating the possibility to get in paid in crypto, if I get it right. Uh, yes. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. And yeah, people who are crypto enthusiastic, they are quite, they're quite a unique target group. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Okay. Perfect. Which ties perfectly to the next question that I have, which is who's uh, your target uh, customer now? Uh, I imagine there are two sides, companies on one side and uh, freelancers, but yeah. So if you could uh, elaborate a bit on that, who's like, who are you targeting? Oh uh, yeah, sure. So our initial and, and biggest target group were, were freelancers who are crypto enthusiastic. Then we so then we thought about, okay, we need to cover the other side of this uh, transaction as well. And then we targeted uh, Web3 companies and DAOs. So those are players that naturally hold a lot of tokens on, on different blockchains. And they want to, for example, pay their DAO members or their employees in the form of tokens. But still, they need proper accounting. Right? They need proper invoices, proper tax reports, all that stuff. And we can provide them with that. We also have a QuickBooks integration. For, for companies so they can bring all their digital assets to their traditional accounting platform. And um, yeah, those are the two target groups. So crypto enthusiastic uh, freelancers and companies in the, in the Web3 space. Okay. If you, if you can say, uh, how many customers do you have at the moment and what's, this, and, yeah, what's the split between uh, kind of freelancer and companies using your platform, if you have that information? Mm -hmm. So currently we have around 400 registered users on our platform. 
of which uh, about 30, yeah, around 30 of them are weekly active users. And um, almost all of them are uh, freelancers. So we have, yeah, we are right now um, still trying to, to target the Web3 companies better because we don't have a lot of them right now. But we are, for example, working with a company called uh, Ecolens, who offers trainings for Web3 freelancers, especially in Africa. And they are yeah, using our product. Um, so this would be one company, for example, that is um, using Basenote. But um, yeah, most of them are freelancers. Mm -hmm. But then these freelancers are still sending the invoices and someone is paying it, some other companies. But these companies don't have a Basenote account, correct? Yes, currently not. Yeah, Currently, the accounts are only for the people who sent the invoices um, or mm -hmm. Web3 web companies. But yeah, um, the one who pays the invoice doesn't need a base note account. We made this decision to make the the user flow uh, and the the user experience, um, yeah, not so not so difficult. You know, if you just want to pay an invoice, then you don't want to create an account somewhere. So, mm -hmm. so they don't need it, but they could have it. Yes, yes. Okay, got it. Perfect. That's clear. Looking a bit about how you got your first first customers, how does your go to market strategy look now? And how do you think it's going to change in the future uh, when you move probably from product market fit to, to, to scaling up? Right, right. So yeah, right now the, our software, so we are having a SaaS or software as a service company and uh, we are offering subscriptions uh, for premium users. So this is how we, this how we make money. Yeah, pretty standard SaaS model. But yeah, how do we, how do we reach our, so what is the go to market strategy really? So we are mostly targeting communities of, of freelancers who are crypto enthusiastic, uh, which you can find, for example, on Reddit or on Discord, or we target also play to earn gamers in the crypto space, which you can also find on Discord. Mostly we have broad social media presence to reach our, our audience, very active on, on Twitter, for example, or LinkedIn. Yeah. So right now we are still improving the product market fit. That means that we right now focus on the fiat to crypto invoicing, which I mentioned. But also we are planning to make it more comfortable for companies. So right now the focus is more on freelancers. But I think when we switch the focus a little bit more towards the companies, hire the freelancers, or maybe even go as far as payroll management in crypto, then we can improve the product market fit. So this would be uh, something to do in the, in the near future. And then, um, then we can think about uh, scaling up better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Looking at the business model, since you mentioned your, you have a freemium model, I don't know if you mentioned it, but you have a, if it's correct, you have a freemium model yes, you can yes. use it for free, but there is also some extra option. And uh, uh, if you could explain a bit how that works and also that's is for the freelancer, the freelancer benefit from the extra services of this, this model, or it's also interesting for a company to upgrade. Mm. So yeah, we have um, this, this freemium model we choose, we, we chose us because um, we want to make it super easy for people to to get onboarded. So you can actually try and use our product completely for free and you don't even have to create an account to try it out. You can try the demo uh, just by visiting our website. And then when you use our product, you will run into some kind of limitations if you use it uh, more and more often. For example, if you have more than 100 transactions in your wallet, then you will run into a limitation. Or if you want to send more than one invoice, Per month then you need to buy the, the premium service which is um, currently nine dollars per month so it's uh, compared to our competitors it's it's not expensive yeah that's when you yeah get to higher higher limits like you can create more invoices you can create uh, more transactions and so on that's how it works okay got it okay 
And do you have a sense of like, to make this business viable, how many premium subscribers or like paying uh, customers you would need? Because I assume, or maybe mm -hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you are not making money from the transaction themselves. Yes, yes. So in my opinion, it's better to not take a percentage fee of every transaction because that disencourages the use of, of the product. So it's better to have like a flat fee and then encourage people using actually the product. So we need about 1000 uh, premium subscribers to become uh, to cover our own costs and become self-sustaining currently we don't have it so we don't make money right now from our product but i mean we just uh, started about a year ago and we right now uh, yeah just uh, finished monetizing the product so we're still looking a little bit for product market fit but uh, yeah so we need about a thousand uh, subscribers and according to our statistics right now we about one percent one or two percent um of our users are buying the premium subscription. So that would yeah, that would mean that we need something like between 50 and 100,000 uh, registered users for the product to um, yeah to become self-sustaining. Okay, and this cost I assume would also rise as amount of transaction increases because you also have, you have a cost, some cost related to the transactions or not, or like you pass it on. I mean, like if now you have a thousand users transacting and they transact at 100K per month, and then in uh, 10 years, you have 10 millions in transaction that would probably increase the cost, like letting alone all the SGNA, but in terms of like actually like variable cost that you have for managing transaction. Yeah. So the variable cost is quite low because uh, we built the app uh, pretty lean and we have a small development teams. And yeah, of course, there is some cost associated with uh, running the software and um, and making the transactions, but the transaction fees are actually yeah, pretty low in the blockchain network uh, networks that we use. For example, on Polygon, it's almost non-existent. Yeah, the fees for keeping the software running are not not that high. Um, it's less than less than a thousand euros uh, per month for for our cloud services. Okay, got it. That's clear. And uh, yeah, so uh, talking a bit about the market. So, how would you define your market? Like, which is your market now, and maybe w which can it be in the future? And also, like, how big is it? How fast is growing? Why, why is it a good market to be in? Mm -hmm. So, the crypto market is a very special market. So, if you build a, a Web3 company, you will realize that, okay, there are these big market cycles. Now, currently, we're more in a, in a bear market phase, which is nice because you, it's, it's, it's not that new people are floating in all the time, it's more like in waves. And right now, it's the time to build. In terms of our target group, the freelancers, there are more than a billion freelancers in the world. And it's uh, yeah, it's only rising um, because of global trends like um, yeah, more interconnected economies and uh, people from different countries working together, more globalization. So we are, yeah, on a macro scale, we are in a good position. Right now, of course, the crypto market uh, took some hits. So people are more skeptical towards um, blockchain payments and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the, the next the next crypto summer will also come. It's always just around the corner. And so in, in terms of numbers, we have a total addressable market of uh, more than 40 billion euros. Of course, we cannot reach all the freelancers. Um, we start with the ones who are already crypto affine. And um, yeah, then we then we can move uh, forward from, from this on. So according to a recent study, about the third of all freelancers in the world open to being uh, to getting paid in, in crypto. So that's a yeah, that's a solid number. That doesn't mean that they all will accept cryptocurrencies. It doesn't mean that we can all reach them. But I mean, even if we just reach a small portion of those, that already means a lot. 
Okay. And, and the, uh, the market size you mentioned, is it considering the the fee you take or 40 billion is the amount being transacted between companies and uh, and freelancer? Like what's... Uh, what uh, this that, is based that... on uh, on uh, our $9 per month uh, subscription. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, like the, the, the number is the number of uh, freelancer multiplied by the nine euro they would pay. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, so okay. I, I don't, I don't take the one, uh, one billion freelancers. I take like a third of it because uh, of the study. So the study said, okay. okay, about a third is open to getting paid in, in cryptocurrencies. So, like one billion times zero uh, point three, and then uh, again less for the ones who are actually crypto enthusiastic and would buy our product. So, yeah, but it's still, it's still a very huge, uh, a huge number. Mm -hmm. Okay, and. Uh... Is like this market uh, was, is it now, like as, as of today, or is like a forecast of the future, I was going to look in like three years or something? Uh, no, this this is a, a number from uh, 2021, I think. So yeah, this is this is pretty recent. Okay. But I, okay. I, of course, I hope it's uh, the market is still growing in the future and it, it looks like that. I mean, no one knows uh, for sure, but um, it, it does look like it. If you look at the statistics of how many users using crypto payments there are already more than 300 million people in the world having wallets and having used crypto at least once in their life so that's already quite a lot and um, yeah numbers going up okay got it um getting into uh traction and uh, so uh how do you know that what you're doing is working and like kind of on one side what is your main kpi or like your main kpis and if you can mention that how well are you doing and how do you know you're doing well mm. on one hand we have the metrics from our product from our app and there we can see okay user base um, has been growing con has been growing consistently uh, we have on average in 2022 we had a, um, a growth of our user base by 12 percent per month and um, yeah currently we have, um, as I said, um, more than 400 uh, users with, with a registered wallet at Basenode. And uh, on the other hand, we can look at metrics that come from social media. So, of course, uh, the amount of people that we reach on Twitter, on LinkedIn and so on, on, um, on our podcasts or online events that we make, how many people are signing up, um, how many people are reading our newsletter. Those are the KPIs that we keep an eye on. And then, of course, uh, also things like uh, the churn rate uh, of uh, of our customers. Uh, how long are they subscribing, <clears throat> and um, and all that stuff. So, okay, those are Got the it. things that we keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, talking about competition. So, who are your main competitors, and also like what are like what are the axes on which you which you are like kind of what's the what are the competitive uh, the dimensions that you that you can like. Uh, compete with this with the other players mm -hmm. yeah so that that's a that's a really good question i think there so there are of course plenty of companies who offer accounting for digital assets companies who offer uh, crypto invoicing um, like for example request finance then we have on the on the accounting side we have um, companies like um, accounting or gilded finance stuff like that and they're all uh, offering good products too and um, you can tell that some companies are focusing more on the retail side. Yeah, some companies are focusing more on the on the corporate side. Like bigger bigger companies are their focus. We try to have our focus on the freelancers and on the small and medium sized companies. This is our this is our niche. 
and we are have a strong focus on the on the crypto invoicing part so actually getting paid in your favorite token this is our claim this is what we what we want to achieve whereas other companies have more like a focus on um, the best tax report or something like that which we do not have currently so we uh, try to position ourselves there yeah about a year ago a lot of a lot of crypto accounting and invoicing companies um, came to life and now yeah now it's the time to see and consolidate the market and see who, who can survive a little bit I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So, what was the? So you mentioned there are other players, but before this uh, kind of crypto native, if we can call them players, came, what were the other solution if a if a company wanted to pay someone in crypto? Um, yeah, sure. So you could of course have like a, um, a regular wire transfer from your bank if your if your freelancer or, or customer is in the same jurisdiction. So, for example, uh, in Inside the European Union, you can just send money for free, how much you want. So that's cool. But if you want to send from uh, Germany to Turkey or to India or something like that, then it, it gets more complicated. And you need third-party um, payment providers like uh, yeah, PayPal or Wise um, or other companies. Sometimes you have local uh, companies like uh, we are paying a freelancer in um, in Nigeria. And there is like this uh, local payment provider called Payoneer. And um, well, usually you have to upload a lot of documents and go through some kind of uh, KYB process in order to use these providers. Um, and this is the go-to solution. Th- this has been the go-to uh, solution. But of course, blockchain is disrupting this uh, this process uh, by being much faster, cheaper, and more censorship uh, resistant. And the best part is you don't even need a bank on the other side. So if you if you are in a country with a bad uh, w- with a bad banking infrastructure then you can just hold the money on your phone. So this is uh, this is really revolutionary. And I think this will disrupt this whole payment uh, industry. And hopefully we are at the, fro- at the forefront of it. <laughs> Let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hope so. That's a good luck on that. Sounds like a, quite a big challenge. So yeah. You will have some fun to have. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the team. So who's, who's, who's in the team right now? How big is it? Yeah. You will be surprised how small our team is. So it's basically me and my co-founder. For me, it's my second startup that I'm building. I have a background in engineering and economics. My co-founder is very enthusiastic about programming smart contracts, and he uh, he has a business background, but he's also very yeah very tech tech savvy. And then we have like our uh, UX designer. Uh, she sits in in Korea, and then we have of course like uh, yeah some marketing assistant and uh, some developers. But overall, we are like five or six people. So it's really a small small company mm-hmm. okay uh, what do you think makes you the first pers- you like you you uh the perfect person to to build this company uh what's uh yeah like kind of yeah what's special about you uh in oh, yeah. this space so my co-founder has been in the crypto space since uh, 2017 2016 and he has um yeah witnessed um this whole uh, industry come to life and then and then actually uh, solve some real world problems. And he's very enthusiastic about all of that. He is uh, yeah, a good CTO. And um, then for me, it's it's kind of a similar story. I, I first heard uh, about uh, Bitcoin in 2016. Then I yeah spent so many hours learning about this technology and I'm really convinced it will change uh, the world for the better. And uh, of course, this is my also our motivation to, to build this product, right? I think with uh, with this um, with this mindset that we have uh, and with our um, love for for also taking risks, um, we are 
yeah, we are the perfect team to, to build this product, in my opinion. Okay, got it. Um, now getting into one of a really hard question, I think, for most founders, okay. I mean, for most people, uh, I guess, it is to imagine that in uh, two years, uh, base note didn't work out. Okay, you're closed down, the business didn't work. What do you think could be the reasons uh, that got you to got you to fail? And how, how do you plan to fix those and avoid those pitfalls? Mm, okay, so there are many possibilities for this to, to go wrong, like every startup has. One of them is, uh, of course, a macro environment. So if you get into an environment where crypto and, and blockchain technology doesn't really recover and um, stays irrelevant for the next couple of years, then it will be much harder to grow and to, to build this, uh, this product further. On the other hand, of course, we have competitor risks. As right now, as of right now, we have only small companies and startups um, solving the problem that we are solving. But if some major players like banks or large payment providers decide to to solve this problem too, they might maybe do it in a better way. So this is also um, this might also be a risk. And um, yeah, at the same time. We have good competitors, so we need to make sure that we grow faster and understand our target group better than they do. And we, so to solve this, uh, we are, for example, getting a lot of feedback from our users. We are conducting interviews, like one-on-one -on -one interviews with our users. If they have uh, some issues, uh, they tell us what features they would love. Also, we are focusing a lot on partnerships. As I mentioned before, we have uh, partnerships with uh, crypto uh, freelance uh, companies like, like Ecolands. We have partnerships uh, with um, DAOs and, and the Web3 communities, which allow us to, to make online events with them and present our product and so on. So this is how we want to grow faster than our competition and, uh, and master this challenge, hopefully. Okay, got it. So closing now, talking about your funding situation. So it's like, at what stage are you and are you looking to, to raise uh, soon? And if yes. Uh, how much? Yeah, we already raised in our pre-seed round um, a little bit more than 300,000 euros. This was about a year ago in January 2022. And uh, with this money, we built our MVP, we onboarded the users, and then we improved the product. And now we have a fully working product, which is also monetized. And now we need uh, to, to raise money again to actually scale the business up and uh, grow significantly faster than we are growing right now. So this is our main target. And of course, implement some new features like the fiat to crypto invoicing that we're planning to, to implement in the next month. But also we're looking forward to integrating Bitcoin Lightning payments and to develop our mobile app because currently our, um, our product is only available uh, in the browser, which is fine. I mean, you can also use it on your phone, but a native mobile app would really advance uh, our product. So this is also something that we are raising money for okay got it oh yeah and we are looking to raise uh half a million in in this year okay and do you have a preference on like the type of investors you would like on board uh, from like if you want like uh, more crypto oriented ones or you yeah or you're not really like particularly specific about that so the perfect investor would have access to freelance communities in emerging markets or he brings in some expertise in the field of, of fintechs because of course, so in the future we need to work together with uh, with banks or um, with uh, yeah banking services to improve our product. And um, so someone who is uh, who is well connected in the fintech space would be amazing, or someone who has access to um, to emerging markets uh, where most of our target group sits. 
But yeah, in the end, we can also accept uh, convertible loan agreements from from smaller business angels uh, because we are still um, also a small yeah, small startup. So this is not a huge uh, fundraising round with millions of, of millions of, of euros, but we we're looking to use the money very efficiently, like we did before. But, um, yeah, if anyone is interested, wants some exposure to to uh, Web three companies and uh, the crypto space in general, then this might be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I'm I'm sure there will be interesting investors because this sounds like a really great project. And uh, yeah, you're following the the right steps, being lean, validating. So I think there's gonna be some some great potential there. Um, Hopefully, <laughs> amazing. Thank you very much for your for your time answering all my questions. Is there something we didn't cover you would like to to talk about? Some comments you would like to add or anything? Or we covered it all. No. I think, um, so what I could say is that the bear market is the right time to build and we're doing this and uh, we will hopefully be well positioned when the next crypto summer comes. And um, yeah, and thank you for this interview. Thank you. I loved talking with Soliver. I'm really excited by what he's building. With ever increasing number of freelancers accepting crypto as means of payment and the incredibly high cost for sending money abroad, Basenet is solving a real and painful problem. If you're an investor and would like to learn more about Basenet, feel free to reach out for a detailed investment map. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Also, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn with any feedback or questions. Thank you for listening.